Guys, I'm so excited again, uh, just we're, what we're going to be talking about today. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, a very familiar passage of, of Scripture. Um, and it says this, I'm just going to read it. It says, at the time, Jesus came from Nazareth, Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heaven being open, torn apart, torn open, you can do this, and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, who I am, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Verse 12, at once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. Hopefully y'all are encouraged. We can probably just end right here. <laughs> but in case you're not encouraged, I want to talk to you briefly, if you take notes, from the subject, from the water to the wilderness. From the water to the wilderness. Let's pray one more time, and then we'll get started. Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for what you're already doing in this place. Holy Spirit, we recognize you as our guest of honor this morning. We say that you, we want you to do what only you can do because we want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, not for our own benefit, God, but so that we can change the world around us. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone say it. Amen. Amen. So a few weeks ago, everybody, I went to this little state called Wyoming. Hello. Uh, man, and let me tell you, I never felt more American in my life. Everything in Wyoming is so much different. Uh, the sky's bluer in Wyoming. The clouds are whiter in Wyoming. The trees are greener. It, like, Wyoming is, am is amazing. I actually left just saying America. I don't even say America now, everybody. I just say America because that's what uh, Wyoming has done to me. But uh, it was really fun because in Wyoming, I got to check off something from my bucket list. I've always wanted to ride a horse. And, uh, and so, yeah, I don't know why you're laughing, but uh, <laughs> brown people don't ride horses. Stop. Um, and, uh, and, and so I'm focused. I got to focus. So I'm riding. I'm, I, I get to ride this horse. And you, if you've never stood in front of a horse, it's amazing how powerful that creature looks. So I get there, I'm standing in front of this horse, and the trainer, the person that's going to lead us on this trail, I'm like, hey, I have never ridden a horse before. I don't know how to drive this thing, you know? <laughs> and uh, she, she was like, don't worry. And she, she tried to ease my mind because she said, this, this particular breed of horse, they're very good at following the leader." And she's like, your horse will be in the back, so she would, your horse will just follow everyone else. And then she said, besides that, like the horses, they, they are so familiar with the paths that, that they go across that you don't even have to drive. You can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And I said, ooh, thank God. So I got on my horse, and, and we're, we're riding up this hill. I think we went, by the time we are done, we were like 85 uh, 100 uh, feet of elevation. Is that how it works? I don't, I don't really know. Um, but we were, we were climbing up the hill, and I was like, this is beautiful. In fact, in fact, I got a little video of me riding the horse, and, and in this, my horse is riding too close to the edge. And 
Like, huh? Yeah, you can clap for me. Uh, and so I'm riding my horse, and I'm like, oh, this is easy. I don't have to do anything. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, the, 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 the row or the, what, the, the, the people the, or the, the, the caravan stopped. And I was like, what's going on? And, and the person that was leading us, she said, hey, guys, we're going to have to go off road um, to because the, the, the path is, has been messed up because the snow just melted and so it's all muddy. The horses don't want to go. And I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to freak out just, just a little bit because remember, she said the horse, I don't have to worry about how to drive the horse as long as it's on the path that they know how to go on. And so I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know what, like how to do this. And she's like, don't worry, it's easy. And I said, okay. And so we go off road and uh, this hill is like, this y'all it's and it's rocks and like we're going on there and I'm like I'm like praying in the spirit because because like my horse's hooves are like slipping and so when it slips I'm like like I clench you know like I'm scared in the moment I'm afraid we finally make it there and and it's beautiful but I was thinking about how how like one moment of that ride was just so peaceful was so joyous, was so amazing. And then instantly, without any notice, it went to chaos. And I began thinking about, about this idea of how, how it started just really good, and then all of a sudden it just went kind of And I was thinking, I was like, man, if, if we're honest, that's a lot like life, isn't it? Like, it's a lot like life in that sometimes when it comes to life, like, things are so good and we love it and it's joyous and it's celebratory. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it could spiral out of control. And it can spiral out of control very, very quickly. Now, if you're here this morning and you're like, you don't have to tell me about that preacher, man. I got great news because we are in, if that's you, we are in good company. Because that's exactly what we read at the text at the very beginning. That's exactly what we read with Jesus in the text. See, Jesus, he was going and he went to be baptized. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's just this amazing moment of Jesus being baptized. We see that God had revealed, God the Father, he's speaking. Uh, God, the Holy Spirit, comes down like a dove. God the Son, he's in the water, chilling, right? And it's this moment in the water that was phenomenal. It's this moment of celebration. Woo, I'm being baptized in the water. Like, the water is a great place, everybody. The water is this, 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 this celebratory uh, moment in which Jesus was being baptized. And i got to be honest with you, that every time that I've ever read this story, I just stop there. And so I always assume that when Jesus was done being baptized, he got up out of the water and people were high-fiving him. They're like, good job, Jesus. We got a barbecue for you. Ooh, we got Kona ice out here for you. Come on. Like, I've always pictured, like, Jesus was, like, taking pictures with his friends. 
They're like, we're so proud of you. Great choice, great decision, best decision of your life. And I've always read this story, just, just like this water moment, being just this amazing, amazing time. But what I realized in studying for this message today is that, in fact, it didn't go like that at all. In fact, we read in verse 12 that it says, At once the Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. So I want you to get what's happening. Jesus, he's baptized. He comes out of the water. Very next verse, at once, Jesus was led to the wilderness. So Jesus went from the water to the wilderness. From, from, from the water to the wilderness. Now, we love the water, don't we? I love the water. I love those moments when God speaks to me. I love those moments when, when uh, the Holy Spirit just impresses upon my heart something. I love the water moments. But if we're honest, we don't love the wilderness moments. And so, so we look forward to this. We're like, we, we're all about this water moment. moment. But, but when it comes to the wilderness, we're like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too hot with this right now. No, I need to pause because I, I need to clarify, everybody. When I'm talking about the wilderness going forward, when I'm talking about like us going to this, this, this season, this, this, this stage of the wilderness, please note, I am not referring to self-made wildernesses. Okay? Please know, I'm not talking about like the wilderness of you getting your girlfriend pregnant. All right? Like, you, you did that wilderness on your own, sir. <laughs> Okay, like, stop blaming God. And, uh, like, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, like, I'm not talking about self-made wilderness. But rather, I'm talking about spiritual wilderness. See, because there is a spiritual wilderness that comes directly after water moments. And it has nothing to do with, with what we've done or what we're doing. But it, it's, it's these wilderness moments that happen when I begin to choose to walk in step with what God has for my life. So, so when I talk about wilderness moments, that, that's what I'm referring to. And so, so Jesus, he's in the water. He's being baptized. He comes out. You like that? That's why I don't baptize people. Because I just, uh, so like, what is happening? Um, that hurt one. Um, and so, so he's in the water. He comes out. And then verse 12 says, at once, the spirit led him to the wilderness. Now that those two words, at once, in the Greek, it means immediately or right after. So just in case you're like, oh, maybe it doesn't mean that. Immediately or right after. So Jesus got up out of the water. He didn't get a barbecue. He didn't get Kona ice. He didn't get a picture with his family. He didn't get flowers. He didn't get a gift. It said that Jesus got out and immediately at once he went to the wilderness. I want that to sink in. He went from the water to the wilderness. And we love the water, but we don't always love the wilderness. Now, I, I'm sure a lot of us here, we can relate to the idea of at once. 
right? Like we can relate to this idea of at once. See, because for a lot of us, our Sunday mornings at church, this is our water moment. Right? Like we come here, we're like, run to the Father. And we're like running, you know? We're like, yeah. <laughs> Why? We're like, we're just right, right, right. And so we're like, we're like, I love the water. Woo, we're swimming, splashing. And we love the water. But you can relate to at once because the moment you leave, your spouse starts messing with you. Your kids start talking back, hello. And all of a sudden, what was water? Now, man, I'm being tested. I got to hold my tongue. I got to hold my slap. You know, like, (laughs) we're just being tested. And so we can relate to this idea of at once. Maybe for you, maybe for you, it's in the mornings. You're you're in your quiet time. You're reading your Bible. You got your little Caleb playing. and And you're just, you're like, yeah, I feel it. And it's so good. You close your Bible. You you get an email notification, subject line, termination. You're like, what? At once. At once. I was at the water, but now all of a sudden I'm stuck in this wilderness. And we love the water. But we hate. We hate the wilderness. And if we are not careful... We will assume, because I found myself in the wilderness, that God must be mad at me. See, because for so long, the church has sold Christianity. It's bottled it up and marketed it as, hey, Christianity, the water moment. Once you give Jesus your life, everything is perfect. Drink up. All your problems are going to fly away, oh glory. You know, like, here's all. Come on, drink it up. Drink it up. And we're like, woo, yeah, we love water. And then all of a sudden, boom, something happens. We're like, it's broken. (laughs) God, you must be mad at me. Because I was always told that, uh, that this is just water moments. But can I submit to you that nothing is further from the truth? That if you're doing it right, that if you are doing your relationship with Jesus right, it will come with both water and wilderness. I would almost question if you're not going through the wilderness, I would begin to do a self-check. Because water, excuse me, wilderness always precedes water, follows water. Well, how do you know that, John? Because we saw that with Jesus. It says that Jesus, he went from the water to the wilderness. He went from the water to the wilderness. Now, here's the great news, everybody. You and I, we don't need just water moments, but we also need wilderness moments. In fact, in fact, If you were to grow and develop into the very person that God has created you to be, you need both water and wilderness. You need both. You need both water and wilderness. And here's why. Here's why you need both. Because the water moments, they remind me. The water moments remind me. See, when Jesus was being baptized, God the Father spoke to him and said, reminded Jesus of three things. 
the first thing that God the Father reminded Jesus of, he, he reminded Jesus of his identity. He said, you are my son. Now, I suppose you, like Jesus, or, like, Jesus wasn't like, oh, really? I didn't know that. You know, like, I don't think Jesus forgot that he was God's son. And yet, God the Father thought it was so important to remind him of his identity. Could I say that every morning, every day you wake up, you got to remind yourself of your identity. Not of what culture tells you. Not what social media tells you. Not what mainstream media tells you. Not, like the only identity that you got to renew yourself daily is to remind yourself whose you are. To remind yourself that you are the son and daughter of the most high. I'm going to constantly remind myself of my identity. I can't let my identity be found in my bank account, everybody. I can't let my identity be found in my occupation. I can't let my identity be found in the relationships that I'm in. Like my, my identity, I got, I got to remind myself what God, who God says I am. And he says, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. Well, I'm not a daughter, but I'm a son <laughs> or a daughter the most high and so the second thing that God reminds Je God the father reminds Jesus he, he says uh, reminds him of his identity and then he reminds Jesus of the affection that he has towards his son he says you are my son whom I love He remind, God the Father reminded Jesus of the affection that he had towards him. He said, I love you. I love you. See, I, someone in here this morning, they, they just need to know that God is saying to you, he loves you. Well, John, you don't understand what, I, what I've done, what I did. I don't care. He loves you. He loves you. And, and it's important that we begin to get the right perspective of, of God's affection towards me. Because if I have the incorrect perspective, then I will have the wrong, um, the wrong way to, to, that, that, that I interpret who God is in my life. See, because if I don't understand that God loves me, then I'm going to think that God is angry at me. Or that God is temperamental towards me. Yeah. And if that happens, then all of a sudden, like, I, rather than running to the Father, I'm like, I'm crouching back. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. You're just going to be angry at me. But you need to know this morning that he loves you. He does. And so, so God the Father, uh, in the water, the water is important because it reminds me. Remind, he, God the Father reminded Jesus of his identity. He reminded Jesus of his affection towards him. And then the affirmation. He said, this is my son whom I love and whom I am well pleased in. Yeah. Now, I want you to think about this because uh, it kind of it was triggering for me for a little bit. Because up until this point, Jesus has not done any miracles or any ministry. <laughs> Nothing. Dude just showed up in the water, and God's like, I'm so pleased in you. He's like, what? Could I say if I'm God, I'm waiting till at least Easter to say those words? You know, like, 
I'm waiting till at least he, he comes back from the dead, and I'm like, good job. I'm so pleased with you. Good job. <laughs> you took a beating, man. Woo! My guy, <laughs> you know, trained you well. But he did it. <laughs> Before Jesus did anything, he said, I am pleased with you. And I think this is so important. Because what it shows me is that the pleasure of God the Father has less to do with my physical actions and more to do with the posture of my heart. See, because Jesus, he may have not had done any ministry yet. He may have not done any miracles yet, but he was obedient to the Father to be water baptized. And so he, he was obedient. He got in the water. And so God, in the water, we're reminded of our identity. We're reminded of the affection that God has for us. And we're reminded of the affirmation that he has towards me because of what he's done on the cross. And we love the water. For most of us, if we could, we would just stay in the water. I just want to stay in the water. But I want to submit to you this morning that you don't just need the water. You need the wilderness. See, because if the water reminds me, then it's the wilderness that refines me. And so, so, so. It says that Jesus, he came out of the water, verse 12, and immediately, at once, Jesus was led into the wilderness. And for 40 days, everybody, 40 days, he prayed and he fasted. And we get this little tidbit of information. And, and it says that within these 40 days, Satan came and tempted Jesus. See, I think we hate the wilderness so much because in the wilderness, it always seems like it's anticlimactic to where we're trying to get to. It always just seems like a hassle. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, why can't you just level me up right now? God, I wish I didn't have to go through the wilderness. Could I just pop out of the water and level up right there? Why do I have to go through the wilderness? I don't want to go through the wilderness. But the wilderness, it refines us. Like we, we, need, we need the wilderness. We need the wilderness. Because, and, and here's why. We need the wilderness because I don't grow in the water. I grow in the wilderness. You as a person of faith, you don't grow in the, you may think like you're growing in the water. You can get all the head knowledge you want on a Sunday morning on how to live your best life. But until you actually live through it, when nothing's going the way that you want it to go, it's just theory, friends. And so, so I, like, I, I don't grow in the water, I grow in the wilderness. The wilderness refines me. Check out what James 1 says. I love it. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, whenever you go through different, uh, different wildernesses of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It's producing something. 
in the wilderness, it's producing something. Next verse. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may, may be mature and complete, not lacking everything, anything. Did you catch that? The wilderness, the trials, the hard things that you go through in the wilderness, it's for a purpose. It's maturing you. It's completing you. It's doing something that can't happen when you're all alone in the water. Like the water's great, but it's here in the wilderness where I'm being mature and I'm becoming complete in my faith. I need, thank you, I need, I need the water, but I also need the wilderness. We read in 1 Peter chapter 1. He says that these trials, these, these wildernesses that we go through, they only test our faith to see whether our faith is strong and pure. The wilderness. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need just the water. I need the wilderness. You, you don't need just the water, but you need the wilderness. And so this morning, I don't know what each of you are individually are going through, what you're dealing with. But, but I, my hope for this message is that if you find yourself in the wilderness this morning, here's what I believe the whole point of this message. I believe that God wanted you to know to not give up. Don't stop in the wilderness. Don't stop. The wilderness is not the stopping place. The wilderness is the building up place. Let me put it this way. You were designed to withstand the wilderness. You were designed to withstand the wilderness. You were designed to be to, 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 to walk through the wilderness. But you are only, you're only able to go through the wilderness because of what first happens in the water. Amen. I need the water first if, in fact, I'm going to make it through the wilderness. And the band can come up, and we're going to land this plane. <coughs> you were built for this. You were built for the wilderness. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning, but you were built for the wilderness. You came here this morning. You felt defeated. You felt like there was no, no hope. But you need to know you were built. You were built for this wilderness. And it's going to be what happens in the water that's going to sustain you through the wilderness. Now, as we close, I think it's very... the the. Satan, it says that, that within the time that Jesus went into the wilderness, it said that Satan was there and, and started starting to mess with Jesus a little bit. Now, I can't speak on behalf of Satan. That was a weird sentence. Um, <clears throat> but I'd imagine that, that, this, that Satan, he, he thought he was pretty clever. You know, like, he, he, I assume Satan was like, I'm going to get Jesus. I'm not even giving him a chance to breathe. He's going to come out of the water. He's going to go straight to the wilderness, and I'm going to get him, you know? 
seems like a great idea to get someone when they're not expecting it. But what I don't think the enemy contemplated or thought of was that the closer that Jesus is to his water moments, the fresher it is in his mind of what God spoke over his life. See, you think it's a curse, the fact that you go from water to wilderness immediately, but it's by the grace of God that it happens so quick because you could still remember what God spoke to you in the water because it's fresh in your mind. So when he, he and I love this, I love this, calm down, I gotta calm down. I was getting too hyper the first, my, like, my, my heart was like, it's crazy, so I'm gonna calm down. Breathe, huh? I think it's so funny how Jesus, excuse me, I think it's so funny how, uh, how everything that the enemy tried to do in Jesus' life in the wilderness, God had already had spoken to in the water. Someone needed to hear that this morning. Everything that the enemy is speaking to you in the wilderness, your wilderness, don't worry, God's speaking to you right now in the water. See, because the enemy, he came to Jesus, he's like, he's like, if you are the son of God, you will turn this stone into bread. Okay. And then, and then the second time he said, he said, if you are really the son of God, then you can throw yourself off this, this cliff and the angels will come and they'll catch you. And I love Jesus because if I'm Jesus, I'm like, well, hey, let's get something straight saying it's not if, it's not if I'm the son of God. See, devil, what you don't realize is I just came from the water. And when I was in the water, God already reminded me who I am. He said, I am a son. He said, this is my son who I am well pleased in. So it's not a matter of if I am the son of God. I'm here to remind you, devil, that I am the son of God. That I am a child of God. See, you thought it was tricky, me going from water instantly into the wilderness, only to discover that it's still fresh in my mind, that water moment. That it's still fresh in my mind, the affection that God the Father has for me. That it's still fresh in my mind, the identity of who I am. It's still fresh in my mind. Woo! Come on, you were made for the water, but you were also made for the wilderness. And I love, one of our elders reminded me of this at the end of the first. He said, right after Jesus went through the wilderness, the angels came and they took care of Jesus. They gave him bread, they gave him drink, they comforted him he would have never experienced it if he stopped in the wilderness. This morning I'm here to tell you don't stop. Don't stop. There's something for you at the end. John, it's been 10 years. 
take it up with God. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All I know is don't stop. All I know is that we got to keep going. And we take the water moments to remind us when we're in hard times in the wilderness. Amen, somebody.